Blog Talk Radio. Dirties, welcome to Bullies and Rye Radio. It is Wednesday, October 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, tonight on the show, from Suffer the Film and As the World Turns and Gossip Girl and The Good Wife, we have Jake Silverman. But first, we're going to do something we always do at the top of the show. It is the Bullies and Rye panel. Tonight, I am joined by a an investment banker from Tiger Financial, um, J- uh, John Nelson. John, welcome to the program. I'm also joined by Matt Vasky's smoking nephew, Ryan Willoughby. Ryan, John, thank you for joining. God, it's a pleasure to be here. This is this is great. Great. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Um, now, following an Occupy Wall Street, protesters are now occupying Oakland. Uh, there were reports of the Oakland Police Department tear gassing the elderly, the disabled, children, and the press. An Iraq War veteran was hit by a police projectile and now has a fractured skull. It's kind of a mess there right now. Ryan Willoughby, what do you make of this? Holla Holmes, how's it going? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Good to have you. What do I make of it? I'm not really, I mean, I, you know, I kind of side with the cops here. You know, I'm not a big fan of these whole protests. Uh, from what I've read, they were throwing some paint cans at them. The cops had to react to get every get shit in line. It's not ideal, you know. You got your First Amendment rights to protest, but at some point you got to keep uh, keep law and order. Okay, so you're siding with the police here. What about you, John? What do you think? Well, I side with the protesters on this one. Really? That's surprising to hear from you. From an I'm lying, banker, of course. Huh? Of course, I'm not siding with the protesters. The these protesters are morons. Uh, <laughs> the police have every right to use whatever force necessary to get rid of protesters, especially if they are in uh, in or around Wall Street. Um, in Oakland, you know, I, what, what, you know, anybody who wants to do anything, feel free to do it. I really don't care about Oakland, California. Why would you even go to Oakland, California? That's my big question. What are these I people wouldn't. even doing there? That's fair. Thank um, you. Well, okay, so a lot of people would argue with the both of you that what's going on is, is – very reckless and, and immoral and tear-gassing the elderly. Thank children you. Yes, of course. Being... You can't be camping out on Wall Street. It just doesn't make sense. It is reckless. <laughs> it's immoral. And uh, we need to put an end to it, Ryan. I completely agree with you. Thank you. A voice of well, sanity here. Yeah. It's, now, it's John, just, it's... you know that's not what I meant. Uh, Ryan Willoughby, what, do, you think, do you think children should be tear-gassed? Do I think children should be tear-gassed? Of course I don't. Ryan Holmes, come on now. 
I don't think children should be tear gassed, but I mean, when there's a big, when there's a crowd of people, you know, you got to keep the law in order. It's obviously not an ideal situation, but what's the alternative if you have to control a crowd? Ryan, children cry all the time. Okay, <laughs> there are tears falling from their face all the time. A little Santa Claus isn't really real. Isn't going to change a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think people are getting a so little you're saying too tear gas upset them, about it, 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 All it does is just help them cry a little more. I think if anything, you know, it's it's you know, it's just you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a phrase and I can't think of it. Let's move on. Uh, okay. So Lizzie Lowen um, has uh, allegedly posed for Playboy. Uh, her mother Dina said the shoot went well. Lilo, as they call her, she brought her little sister to the Playboy Mansion um, for the shoot. Uh, she said in 2005 that she would never do a nude scene. Um, she told that to Billy Bush. I don't know. She wasn't worse, broke then. The fact that. She, <laughs> she wasn't broke then. Um, well, what do you think of the fact that she's posing uh, nude now, um, uh, John? What do you think? Uh, I think it's great. Um, I've seen Lindsay Lohan naked before. Uh, we've had a few <laughs> nights of passion. This was years ago, of course. Uh, this was uh-huh. years ago. And, uh, you know, she's she's got an okay body. And if she wants to show it off to the world and make a little money, you know, more power to her. Uh, it's funny you say and, that, John, because uh, I, I, I had a few nights of passion with her, too, and I would say just the opposite. Wait a second. What's your name? <laughs> this is Ryan. No, wait. You're Ryan, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're both. Yeah. Two Ryans both here. Ryan. Okay, I thought, I thought I'd recognize your voice, dude. Uh, wh- when was this? Was this, uh, was this two years ago as well? Uh, approximately, yeah. Was it Was it after we went to the Pink Elephant? <laughs> and we went back to the... <laughs> The W Hotel? You were there too, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, wow. I, so this I'm, has never I'm, happened, that we have two people on the panel who hooked up with the same girl in the same night at the same hotel. Uh, does that make uh, us Eskimo brothers, right? Yeah, not not hooked up. Had sex with. <laughs> Had sex with. Fair enough. Thank you. Um, uh, and thank you. R- Ryan Willoughby, what do you think of all this um, work that she apparently has had done to her face? Her lips look like she's just been uh, injected with tons of collagen lately. I think she looks the best in her first mugshot photo from like five years ago. <laughs> but not the newer mugshot. No, way too much work. You know, she's uh, it's just too much for me. I gotta go I with Parent you. Trap. That was a great movie. She looks great. Parent Trap. I was oh gonna my. say. I was gonna. I was gonna oh. say Mean Girls. Oh, Mean Girls. Parent Trap. She was. How old was she in Parent Trap? Like ten. <laughs> she was a little know. older than Mean Girls. Oh, there's a there's a curve in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't know. A little older than usual. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get away from this before somebody gets arrested. Uh, last topic tonight, the annual love ride for charity in my, my old town of Glendale, California. Um, Jay Leno made some jokes. Uh, he said, every year the organizer says drive safe. He said, I'm going to say don't drive safe. I want to see somebody go down so it'll be fun. Uh, get drunk, fall off the road. We've all become too damn polite people. We, don't, we haven't had one incident. Um, two riders then died after crashing their bikes into a truck. Um, but now, didn't Len- Leno drove one of the injured parties to the hospital, though, didn't he? So do you think that that, Leno did, he escorted another driver to the hospital. Um, <laughs> do you think that he was, that it was okay for him to say those comments at the beginning, though? Who's going first here? You got to uh, take Ryan charge, my friend. You want to make it in this world. You got to uh, take charge. Yeah, you know what? I, listen, he said he said it before everything happened. He said it out of humor. It's obviously a, a shitty situation as what actually happened, but I mean that's humor. You make fun of everything, and sometimes it, the real world events turn around and they make you look like an idiot for it. 
And um, John, what do you think? Um, well, you know, Ryan and I agree with this. We love Jay Leno. I think anything he touches is gold, and he's hilarious, you know. And, and I was really uh, a little PO'd when he didn't have this night show for a while. But uh, so I, I can't really find fault with Leno because he's, he's hilarious. And, uh, you know, in my book, there's not a funnier man in Hollywood or in the world. I, I agree with you there. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. All right, well, you guys, by saying what you've just said, especially throwing me in that category of being a huge Jay Leno fan, Jason, John, Randall, Dust Butter, sorry. You know, what, you know how you've made me feel, Ryan Willoughby? What's that? You've made me feel a certain way. No, don't say way. it. Don't say it. No. No. an unfunny joke. In other news, New York has tall buildings and bears shit in the woods. Spears <laughs> revolves around the sun. Grass is usually green and Ryan Willoughby likes to drink. This episode <laughs> of Days is not surprising given his history of hosting an unfunny show for two decades, bombing at the White House, and taking back a show from a talented redhead that was wrongfully Jay's to begin with. Jay <laughs> angers me all the time, so why should this week be any exception? He laid the groundwork oh, for Michelle Bachman a few weeks ago. Then when it came time to pounce, he shyly backed away. If he's man enough to wish bad things happen to motorcyclists, he should be strong enough to rip into people like Paris Hilton. In other words, I'm Team Letterman all the way, and I'm thoroughly convinced that the reason Jay gets such high ratings is because his show is super easy to fall asleep to. Ryan, Willoughby, John Nelson, thank yeah, will you. Will you plug our website? Will you plug our website, please? Yes, yeah, sure. You can check out John Nelson's website at oows.org. Occupy, Occupy Wall Street. And Ryan Willoughby, do you have anything you want to plug? You know, uh, I would just like to bring up that the, the bet I had with Matt Vasky where Penn State smoked his Haw- Iowa Hawkeyes. I'd just like to get that on record. <laughs> hey, and, and right, by well, the way, I'm a huge uh, Jake Silverman fan, uh, so this is a treat to be on the same uh, show as him. I've been following him ever since his days at Syracuse Stage and Amadeus. Uh, he's, he's got a career that, that is not matched, and... Uh, just, just tell him I said hi. Tell him John said hi, and that I, you know, if he needs anything, just to let me know. <laughs> will do. I will let him know. Thank you guys so much for joining the panel. Hey, I'm gl- happy for, happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Pleasure's all, all here. Right. All right. Take care. Take we'll care. be right back with Jake Silverman. <laughs> Mouth 
dropping everybody. Um, so uh, we are just underway here at Blaze and Rye. About to talk to Jake Silberman in just a moment. Um, wanted to let everyone know about an exciting uh, promotion we got going on with Stitcher. It's a new app for your mobile devices, uh, you know, on your iPods, iPads, uh, iPhones, iDuckButters, uh, Blackberries, and um, Prees, and basically anything. Go ahead, download the Stitcher app for free. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. And when you do, type in code word Blazing Rye, uh, and you will be entered for a chance to win... Um, to, to win $100. So uh, let's see. I'm, I'm getting word that our guest is here on the line, but I do not see my smoking nephew right now about to go to Jersey get my baseball bat out. Where the, well, let's see. Hmm. Says he's here. I don't see this. I don't see this, boy. Let me try something here. Jake. Holler at your smoking nephew if you're calling from a different number right now. Because um, I don't see your cell up there. All right. Let me try and figure out where he is and be right back with uh, Jake. How are you? Um, I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Good. I was getting confused because I was I was listening to. Of course, I was calling the show, but I was getting confused because I was listening to the show and uh, listening. You know, I had my phone out, but apparently I was on a different line. Anyway, here I am. Oh well, you've already, you know, you've already begun the show. This is somewhat of a hot mess right now. I know. I know. Where can we go from here? Uh, I can only go up from here, buddy. <laughs> um, okay, so Jake, uh, let's talk about some stuff here. Let's talk about your your new play, Phaedra Backwards, 
Um, I hear that Playbill cornered you into a behind-the-scenes photo shoot. This is Playbill, right, not Playgirl? Which is it? I'm not – I think it's Playgirl. I want to say Playbill, though. Let's go with Playbill for now. <laughs> so what kind of sexy poses are they having you do? Did you bring your – bring out your – are you going to bring out your inner Derek Zoolander? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, – it's kind of, I don't know if you look and see what, what, how they work online, but um, they're basically just candid, fo- candid photos of it's, – it's as though you went backstage with your camera, and, you know, that you were on a show that you were on, and, you know, we're taking pictures of what – you know, just trying to give people an inside look on what it looks like from our angle. Like, we'll be – they don't usually allow us to take photos from the wings, but I have been informed that sans flash, I will be able to take – photos from, you know, of what the show looks like from, from the side. So for the few people who have only seen it from the front, they get to see how much worse it looks from my angle. <laughs> how much worse it looks? Well, I just mean worse from, I, I'm not saying that the, the show looks bad. I'm saying, you know, it's, it's, the shows are always meant to be seen from the audience. You know, so it's like, it just, it, it doesn't have the same majesty usually from the wing, but it's, yeah. <laughs> that reminds it reminds me of this time I saw Bruce Springsteen, and it was the from the I, we were behind the stage, and it it just ruined everything. It does, it does. I mean, honestly, like yeah, it's like, it's like cool. You're you're there. You're you're at the you know you're behind the velvet rope of the party, but that's not how the show is meant to be seen. Nope. So I still take it. Though. it I still take behind the scenes, but you know, backstage of Bruce Springsteen. Oh, well, yeah. Now. Uh, uh, is it weird to like stand up there? Is it awkward just standing there with people taking pictures of you? How long do these things last usually? What? Is it what weird thing? to be in photo shoots have people taking just taking pictures of you just standing there? How long does that last? Um, this is not a photo. I mean, photo shoots are strange. Uh, this is not a photo shoot that that we're doing that I'm doing. Do you understand? What is it? It's me taking pictures, Ryan. I have the camera. You are the photographer for Playgirl? Okay, it's, it's, we have to not get people too confused about that. It's playbill.com. Playbill. And, uh, and I will be taking pictures behind the scenes of Phaedra backwards. Can you, can you let me know that you understand that one, Ryan? Now I get it. I must. I must have missed something earlier on. But now we're on. I'm with you. I am sponging what you're filling. Okay. Good. Well, that's awesome. And uh, now, your character in this, uh, Hippolytus. What's he all about? Because the na- that name, Hippolytus, it just kind of sounds like a genital disease. Um, you know, that probably. I wouldn't be surprised if that if, if Hippolytus was one of the roots for or um, some kind of, at least, medical term. Uh, because in the original Greek myth, Hippolytus, I mean, I have to give you guys a little bit of the history of Phaedra and Theseus, a little bit of the family tree. Um, Pasiphae was Phaedra's mother and Minos's wife. Pasiphae and Minos had a daughter. I'm sorry, a son. They had a son, excuse me. They had a son... And, for, and, and unrelated to this, um, a white bull, a gift from Poseidon, appeared. And it was meant to be sacrificed by Minos. But Minos 
kind of became infatuated with the bull. He just not not like you know he just thought it was a, a like a perfect specimen of a, of a white bull, and he didn't he didn't want to kill it, and so he didn't. And the gods punished him by having the bull trample his son to death. Oh my God! Uh, Pasiphae, um, in some you know gets is very scarred by this, and she becomes infatuated sexually with the bull, and she has Daedalus. The inventor, you know, the same guy who built the labyrinth, she has him build her a faux cow suit in order for her to wear, and you guessed it, you know, get it on with that white bull. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Those Greeks, and um, yeah. So that is the, the their child, Pasiphae, and the bull's child becomes, of course, the Minotaur, and Theseus. Years later, after you know, after the Minotaur is, is grown and you know they've cast it into into the labyrinth to kind of you know and uh, eat the people who are who are brought there to, to be sacrificed. Uh, Phaedra is also the daughter of of Minos and um, and Pasiphae, so she is half siblings. She's half brother, you know, she's half sister to the Minotaur. Theseus comes right. along, and as we know in the myth, justly kills. The uh, the Minotaur, and he's a hero. He becomes you know Pedro Pedro becomes his wife, and um, and you know it's it, it, that's the end of a, of a good story. But except it goes on, and the, you know the Greek myths they always go on further. And Phaedra becomes uh, later in life. Theseus had had a wife before. He has a son, so mm-hmm. um, and that son is Hippolytus. And in the original myth. Phaedra, this is probably so boring. I'm probably boring everybody listening to this. This is, this is, this is, this is like a history lesson. No, I think people are fascinated by all this bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got some rap listeners who are thoroughly enjoying this program, Ben. Um, well, somebody in the in- chat room actually just said bestiality 101 with uh, Dr. Silberman. Dr. Silberman. Yeah, I know. Um, I am continued. I will continue. We're not too much further. In the original myth, basically, Hippolytus is being pursued by Phaedra and it's kind of a, a reverse Oedipus thing in that the mother is pursuing the son. He mm-hmm. um, denies her and she uh, lies to Theseus and tells him that, that her, that the son was pursuing her. He casts, he casts uh, Hippolytus off and um, Hippolytus uh, is, is killed. He 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 goes over a cliff in his chariot, and um, there's many different meanings you can extrapolate from from Greek myths and uh, from any myths. Hopefully, if they're if they're well told, I mean, there's a reason they you know they survived down down the centuries, down the millennia, and sure. um, you also are allowed to change them. That's you, know, you really are. And and um, Marina Carr, the playwright, she does take some some liberties. I mean, you can't even call them liberties. She constructs, she takes a different view of the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really wonderful. It's, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful process. And it, you, you said know, she when takes I a first view, how, how do you mean? Well, in this particular version, Hippolytus is more, she kind of seduces Hippolytus as opposed to pursue him. Okay. But Hippolytus makes all the moves, basically. So. I see. You get it? Well, People should definitely check that out. It is at the <clears throat> Carter Theater through November 6th. Um, and uh, people can go to 
mccarter.org and pick up some tickets to that. Now, Jake, you are not only are you in this play, but you're also mm-hmm. producing a, a, another play called Derby Day. What's it been like producing one play while you're in another play? Well, um, it's been exhausting, but thankfully I've got a, I've got a you know it's not just me. It's also uh, Malcolm Madera um, uh, and uh, Samuel Brett Williams, the, the playwright um, of Derby Day. And uh, Liam Joint, uh, our producer, our, our, you know, our online producer, and it's, it's, it's been really going wonderfully. Um, we were about, you know, luckily I don't go into rehearsals until the eighth, so I've got a whole day off in between this and going to rehearsals for Derby Day. But I really wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about it. It's it's a great play. The funny thing is, uh, it came about because Malcolm and I, uh, Malcolm was. Dracula's understudy in the in the off-Broadway production that I did, uh, you know, that went on uh, this time last year, and we became really close friends, and we were always thinking we really wanted to work together on something, and and um, you know that show closed very abruptly, and uh, we really wanted to, we had both kind of gotten the the theater bug, you know, back, and we we really wanted to make something happen. We said, you know what, let's see if we can. Produce something, Who? you know. Malcolm, Which Malcolm and I said we yeah. really want to. Did you know what? Did you not hear? Sorry, what did you say? I said, what did you not hear? Uh, I think just just uh, what was the, what was the last thing you said? Um, what did you not hear? <laughs> um, Malcolm, uh, you guys met on Dracula. Yeah, we met on Dracula. We, we just we just wanted to do a show together. Uh, we want to we want to work together. We want to to be able to be on stage together. And mm-hmm. so we were looking. We really want, you know we kind of have have very similar tastes in uh, in theater and film. And one of both of our favorite playwrights, you know, one of many people's favorite current playwrights is Martin McDonough. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were looking to do maybe maybe a revival of one of his plays that hadn't been done in a while, uh, Skull and Connera. Uh, no, it wasn't that one. It was The Lonesome West. Lonesome West. Hadn't, hasn't been done in you know New York in like eight years, and we didn't figure you know it's just such a fun play, and you know we knew it wouldn't be going on on the biggest scale, but but it would be a lot of fun to do. It's about these brothers, and and um, but but then we also just thought you know from 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 getting something to happen, let's talk to a playwright. Maybe we can maybe we can find someone to, and, and commission him to, to write a play for us, you know, kind of tailor made for us. I thought that'd be a really exciting thing to do, and uh, he was friends with uh, Sam with Brett, as he likes to be known, Sam Brett Williams. And um, we met up with him. We were hanging out, and and we were talking to him about what, what we kind of were looking for and the kind of things that we liked. And he said, "You know, you guys should really read this play that I wrote a while ago. It kind of sounds very similar to what you guys are describing." So we did Derby Day, and and we were like we just said let's just do this. This is great, and Derby Day is is it's it's a personal story for Brett. I mean it, it is you know loosely based off of his um his um his father and, and, and uncles, and it's so hilarious. It's so dark, and it's really my type of theater. Um, you never know what's going to happen on you know from one moment to, to the next. And I love that. And, I, and, and and Brett is a, you know, he's just a wonderful writer. He wrote uh, Revival, which is the play that uh, Trent, Trent Dawson from, uh, from As the World Turns, 
to hear. It's funny, I saw, I didn't know Brett at the time when I saw the play, and he did a talk back along with the rest of the cast, you know, along with Trent and everybody else who was in the show. And I didn't know that. I I remember when I was, when I was going to meet him with Malcolm, Malcolm had given me some of his other plays to read and I just hadn't gotten around to reading them. And it wasn't until, and I wasn't, I wasn't so super excited to, you know, I just, I I thought it was kind of, it was going to be a shot in the dark. Like, I don't know who this playwright is. Hopefully he's good. But then on the walk there, literally in the walk to the bar, we were meeting him. He said, oh, yeah, and he had this play going up uh, last year with somebody that I think you knew from one of your shows. It was that, that, that play Revival, and I loved Revival. I thought that, I mean, as soon, I, I was just blown away by Revival. I remember as soon as that play ended and, and I went out, I went out to talk to, you know, Brett for the first time, I said, hey, man, have you sold the rights to that for a film? He's like, yes, we have. Because I just, I, I was just so excited about that. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh piece of writing. I, I love that play. Yeah. And I love Derby Day. I think Derby Day is just so fun and and it's going to be great. It's, and it's um, it's going up so soon just to think that, you know, we started this process back in late November and it will be all within the year that we've gotten done. So really excited. Wow. It's, been a labor, it's been just a total labor of love and I hope I can't wait for you to see it, Ryan. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. As, as I under, you mentioned that it's a dark comedy. Uh, as I understand it, uh, it's about uh, three brothers celebrating the death of their father. Now, what now, when, when, when about, I want to put quotations around celebrating because I want to put it, it, it's celebrating the death of their abusive father. Um, okay. So it's, it's a well, let me very ask you, do, they, do the brothers party in the street like when Osama bin Laden was, was shot, or is it more of a like, oh, that's cool, like when Gaddafi was killed? Uh, so which is it? So, so you're wondering which which level of glee it was? Yeah, or people, you know. I mean, you said you want to put it in quotation marks, trying to. Uh, you think it's more like uh, cheering, you know, in the streets, or is it more like, oh, all right? Well, I think that they're. I mean, I think they don't know how to react, Ryan. I think. Uh, I think. I think it's more along the lines of. Uh, it's a more confusing, you know, like somebody who sure. just, uh, I'll think of a better simile for this. There's got to be a better one. Uh, he's <laughs> out there somewhere, just some death where you're not sure if it was, you know, this was a, you know, this, it's, it's, they're at, they're, they're not, they don't know what it means for them. I mean, right. I don't know what it means. Okay. But, um, so since you know you and by still, you know they're, 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 they went to the funeral and they go and then they go to the uh, Arkansas to the Oakland racetrack in Arkansas, which was a past. Uh-huh. And their father, their father would take them there all the time. Like that was. It sounds like this guy didn't really know how to express. Well, I don't know how to tell too much about um sure. about you know a, a show before people see it, but um, I, you know it, it was a part of their lives to see it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, they need to see it for themselves. You need to see it for yourself. You need to see it for yourself. So now, Jake, you would now that you've you're producing this play, you uh, produced your short. Would running a production company be something that you'd want to do in the in the future? Well, I'm basically already doing that, right? So you're doing it now, then? 
Well, yeah, we have the comments. You know, this is a theater that we, we've got the Commissade Theater Company um, mm-hmm. producing this. Uh, we'd love to go about. Uh, I mean, I, I, I will be, you know, in the process of looking for. I don't know what my project will be after that. That'll probably sometime midway through this. I'll know what we're doing next. I would love to see this extend, though. I really would. Not necessarily uh, in New York. I would uh-huh. love to take it to another city. I would love to take it to to. I mean, it would be such an honor to take it anywhere. Literally anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I would love to take it from you know from Boston to Toronto to L.A. to wherever, like where, wherever Chicago. Chicago would be amazing. Oh, I would love to take it to Chicago. I take it you have a strong affinity for Chicago. Well, I've never been to Chicago. Neither have I. Have you not? Yeah. No, I hear that. I would love it though. You get that. You hear that you specifically people people meet you on the street and they say, Ryan, you know, have you been to Chicago? You'd love it. <laughs> Every time I do this radio show, that's people. The guests usually don't say hello like you did. They're like, you better get your ass to Chicago. Yeah. For me, it's usually Tallahassee. I don't know why. <laughs> Tallahassee, why? You want to, they want you to go hang out with T Pain? <laughs> Who? T Pain. I'm kidding. I'm my kidding. smoking nephew. All right. Well, what about this this theater space at Theater Row? Um, are you? Do you, are you, I, I'd imagine that at this point, have have you gotten a lot of chances to to work in the space yet, or are you still not? No, 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 Ryan. We haven't even. There's there's another show there. I mean, we're we're starting rehearsals in a in another space uh, and I think yeah. we're in two different rehearsal spaces so we're starting rehear- in you know, rehearsal spaces for the first two weeks or you know, two and a half weeks we don't move into the space till a week before that's usually the way but you have seen it though I have seen it it does exist <laughs> I mean does it I mean is it nice looking oh yeah yeah it's a great it's a great intimate uh, 99 seat house um, with a good sized stage, I'm very excited about the set because the set where you know well, we've got a great set guy and uh, uh, it's it's you know it's it's um, we really want people for this play. You know it's really important that uh, you know, some place some plays kind of have a more minimal set. We all agree mm-hmm. going into this that this one would would be more effective with a very detailed, realistic, authentic set. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a really awesome show, and I can't, I can't wait to see it. Uh, everyone should yeah. check well, it I'm out. Well, I'm really excited for it. Now, this is, i got to say this little tidbit. One of the, so it, it takes place at a, at, a, at a racetrack, and we do have scenes with um, we do have, uh, scenes with an announcer. Well, you know, that, that's where the race is featured. Now, we can't show the race, so, you know, Brett wrote in this, this announcer. And what I'm very excited about is that the announcer is, is, is going to be played by Frank Stim, who, you know, people don't this guy is such an old pro. He's an old friend of mine. He actually got helped get me my um, my first agent in New York City. It's a commercial agency, and um, uh, I've known him, you know, for, for for many years. And I'm so I was so thrilled that he, just, you know, said he would would help us out on this because this guy, this guy has if you, when you see his resume, this guy has worked with everyone. This, if you see like, I'm talking like he, he has sung with with with. I'll just any artist you can think of, you know, from like from the you know 80s to 90s. R. Kelly. N- not not R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> like literally, like people like like like. I think 
want to say I want to say like like Mariah Carey or or, or Madonna. Just he's a, and he. What I love is one of his more the, the things you know because he usually some some backup vocals for all these people. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's also is prolific in in uh, in um, television, you know, commercials and and just you know voiceovers and he wins spots. I think I think his biggest one is he's the Kool Aid voice. The, the Mr. Kool-Aid voice? I, I didn't know he was a, yes, a Mr. Kool-Aid voice. That's very polite of you. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Kool-Aid. I actually, I wow. think he's a doctor. Yeah. So that's, 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 you know, he, you know, every now, I can't help it. Like, I have to kind of drop it in for, for, you know, if, I, if, if I'm with people who are meeting for the first time. So, I'm, you know, down the line in the conversation, I like to, to get it in there, get him to do the old, oh, yeah, because it's incredible when he does it. It's, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, he just gets so into it. He doesn't get annoyed when I mean I'm sure people have been asking him to do that for for many decades now. I think he wants to kill me. But he wants what? To kill me? Oh. <laughs> he's, Fair enough. Well, that sounds awesome. It's so cool that you get to work with uh, somebody like that, and um, that show um, is November 30th. It opens. It runs through December 18th, and everybody should check out Derby Day, starring uh, Jakey here. Now, um, you and Malcolm Madera and Jared Culverhouse and Beth Wittig. Oh, look at you. Quite the consummate professional giving everyone else a shout-out. I like that. Um, And tickets are on sale right now on Telecharge. Tell a charge. Hit that. What what an industry whore I am right now, just pouring myself out. Putting the permission out yep. there. That's all right. You did it in a very classy way. Um, yeah, and right. You, all, you also, Jake, uh, just recently booked a role on The Good Wife. Can you tell us anything about it? Do you have any kissy scenes with Juliana Margulies? I guess, uh, unfortunately, no scenes uh, with Juliana Margulies. Uh, unfortunately not. I was talking about that. I, I do have scenes with Archie, and uh, she was very nice. Um, it's you know please people out there, do not get too excited this is not a uh, this is really just a little a little day roll just two scenes um, uh, in a, in, you know the funny thing was the scenes are in a um, in a pool hall now not a pool hall where you play pool but like actually like a, an indoor giant indoor pool like a college mm-hmm. and the sound in those places is terrible you know it's just so echoey and and, and we actually had to do, you know, both me and Archie had to do a lot of, of, of ADR. She actually was mic'd up, and apparently she, you know, we both had to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And that I just thought was 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 very funny. That you know, just just the amount, like virtually, you know, hopefully we'll be able to tell. But there are a few of my lines that had to be re uh, re-recorded. That must be so weird. Have you done that before? Uh, I actually hadn't, and I thought I was doing a terrible job, especially when the guy said, you know, one of the guys, the technicians, I'm in this booth out in Queens, out in Brooklyn, and um, and it's this guy, you know, these two, it's this one sound technician right there, and on, he's all, but he's also got a big flat screen, you know, hookup with some with another sound technician guy somewhere, and we're we're having this like, you know, conversation, the three of us. And I just took down. Uh, hey, buddy, uh, Tim. You know, it was Scott and Tim who I was talking to. Scott was there with me in the room. Yeah. 
Tim is the one on the screen. I said, Tim, where are you right now? It just felt like it was just the way that it was working. I felt like she was in, the, in like, the next room. She mm-hmm. was in L.A. She was, you know, across the country. And, and you know, not the, I feel like I, I sound like my grand, grandpa right now, but, like, I just – it was very – it was just so smooth. Like everything we were doing in that room was was being transported over there. You know, we were in some some very unglamorous studio in in uh, Brooklyn uh, doing the sound stuff, and, and there he was, you know, in L.A. working through the scene with us. And so as I'm leaving, uh, he says, you know, Jake, have you done much uh, much ADR? I'm like, oh man, because I was you know listening to the amount of takes, you know, because he would say, which take was that? Like take sixteen and uh, take seventeen, and. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought I was doing terrible, but he said, you know, yeah. I, I, especially when he asked me that, I said, uh, no, I've been on the other side of it because we actually did a lot of ADR on Stuffer for for a few different scenes, and I, you know, was there on the other side of it. Did a little right. bit of ADR actually for that myself, but really not very much. And I and I was told him, he goes, oh well, no, you you were actually you you were really good at it, like. You, that was I, I thought you'd been doing that for a long time. It was really good. So awesome. I really take wonder, Jake Silverman, hollow back. I'll take 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 seventeen, but you know, seventeen take, take, take wonder. It's all gravy train. Yeah. So you just but yeah, it was fun. It, it was fun, and and is there anything you can divulge about your character, or you want to surprise me? For what? On in in, in on the good wife. On the good wife. Ah, uh, you'll see. It. It, it'll be a uh, Sunday. I won't. I won't divulge anything. Okay. And when is it airing? This Sunday. This Sunday. Awesome. Everybody, check that out. Uh, even yeah. though I was a little upset that Juliana Margulies beat out Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights for the uh, Best Actress Emmy, that kind of made me feel a certain way. What kind? Of, what? What are the way? What way does it make you feel? A, a certain way. No. You, you know what I mean? Like some type of way. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> well, was it her first win, or was that her second one? I have no idea. I, I, I think she made. I think it was her second. I'm not sure, but the thing is, Connie Britton gave such a flawless performance for five years. I wanted to see that go recognized, but I'm sure Juliana Margulies is fantastic as well. A nomination is is very nice. I'm sure she's very happy to be nominated. <laughs> yup. Um, okay, so so you just mentioned Stuffer, Jake. Stuffer, uh, your film, got into 22 festivals. Is that even legal? Is that there is legal. That, how many festivals you can enter? No, you can enter as many as you want. I mean, it was a good run. I'm very happy of, uh, of, you know, to, to have gotten into to so many on my first first run. And and uh, it's been a wonderful experience. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how much I've learned in, in in the time that we have to talk of you know from from this. I mean it's not just about writing but marketing, the business side of, of things, just the, the business side of the, these festivals. It's really important, I think, because you know, of course you don't get into it's great. I got into you know we got into to a lot of festivals, but believe me, every I, I, you know, on my emails I would very often get, more often than not, and still do. I mean, I still get. I think. I think it's about over now in terms of what I'm going to be hearing back from. But I would still get letters, uh, emails, you know, from these festivals saying, and I can spot. Uh, I can spot a deny. A, you know, a denial email. It's the same as in college when you're applying to colleges. If you're, you got in, they say congratulations. It's the first thing they say, 
And if you don't, they say, we had a lot of people, you know, submit this year, unfortunately, blah, blah, you know, and then you know it's good. <laughs> but I love that they beat around the bush. If it's good news, they tell you first sentence. If it's bad, don't bother to keep reading. And, yeah. I get, you know, I get those all the time. And, and, and it's important to not get upset by those. I think in the beginning process, after I'd already gotten into, you know, I mean, it just so happened that we got into the first, we got into and won the first one that we submitted to. So I was sitting there going, oh, my God, this is, this short film is going to change the world. (laughs) I'm sitting there going, this this is it. And, but of course, you know, and and I remember there was another festival, like some small festival uh, denied us. And I couldn't help it. It was that it was like I, we had gotten a I had gotten a bunch of rejection emails recently. I couldn't help but 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 emailing that, that person saying, "Excuse me, but why exactly didn't we get in? I'd like to know." And wow. Yeah, and there's you know the email I got back was 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 great too because she didn't know who really who she was. Well, I think, you know the the story was was trite and that that who the actor playing the the you know Haken was. Just terrible. And I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. That was the person I was playing. <laughs> Ew, who was that? Put her on blast. Uh, who cares? It was some, you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I, 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 you know, I want to save, save that email. I want to frame it. And, um, uh, but I just think it's, it's, it's important. Because you know, I've talked to some people who get upset and they kind of speak about these festivals in, like, in a jaded way about how, oh, you know, it's all it's all who you know and it's all who's in your film and you know that that's kind of true but it, but in a good way I mean if I'm running a festival and you know you come to me with a great short film and, and a lot of other people come to me with great short films but hey Natalie Portman also comes to me with a great short film uh, I'm I'm gonna I know which one is gonna get more people in the theater and it would be silly to ignore that, you know? I mean, I'm not saying your short film is bad. I'm not saying hers is better, but I, I, I you know, it's just people, have, you have to be aware of things like that and not get, okay. upset, about it. get upset about it. But by, at the same, by the same token, your director of stuff, or Nathan Crooker, when he was on the show, he said that he really wishes that movies, films like that, that are already, involving really famous people that they should have their own festivals, that they shouldn't be included in uh, festivals that you might enter. Would you agree with that or disagree? Um, I know when Nate was on your show and I, 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 and maybe, I mean, you know, in a perfect world, sure. But that's, it's just not, you know, it's not, it's not realistic. And, And I think, yeah. You know, we're talking about the bigger festivals. We're talking about the ones that, you know, all the filmmakers really want to get into, like Sundance and, and um, uh, Toronto and all those things. And, and, um, and you know, two festivals we did not flush. We, I think both times we like, dropped the ball in Toronto. But let's say we wouldn't have gotten into that one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I really think that, that Suffer is a very good short film. A very very good short film. Um, for the people who I really respect who have seen it, uh, they have told me honestly that they really enjoy it and think it's a quality film. And um, so you know, 
are there like if you ask me, you know, do I honestly believe in a given in a given year that there were eighty short films better? No, there probably weren't. But there's a lot of there's a lot more that goes into these things. And and again, if I mean, okay, let, like I understand what Nate was saying about the names involved in those festivals. But let's say the director wasn't a good wasn't a big name. And he, you know, and Natalie Portman was a friend of his. Yeah, I'm just using, I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm not picking on Natalie Portman. I love Natalie Portman. <laughs> I just know that she happened to have one. She directed a short film or something this year. I remember hearing about it. And mm-hmm. uh, so. Um, sure, then it allows that director to get more exposure. Yes, and that, that allows that director to get more exposure. And I'm sorry, I just got, I just, uh, got a reminder from, from, a, from a friend that uh, via the, via, via, uh, email that um, uh, the Toronto film we were not eligible for the Toronto Film Festival because funny enough Toronto Film Festival you need I don't know how people get around this sometimes I guess there's just a lot of people you need to have somebody who who is Canadian in the Toronto Film Festival for short films Seriously? not for feature films for, for short films for oh, feature wow, films that's weird it is kind of weird but again you under, you got to understand they're trying to cultivate Canadian filmmakers yeah, so there's a lot that goes into these things. I mean, you know, there's it's. I I know that there are there's. I mean, it's there's different structures for all these, and um, I I remember some some festivals got upset with us for. I remember this bothered me. One festival actually uh, took our submission, you know, fee and everything. But then told us that we weren't eligible to get in because it was it was for another Latino film festival, and they said we couldn't get in because we weren't Latino. So I said, well, why did you accept our fee? And I think they eventually did refund us the money. I think I hope, mm-hmm. um, you know. <laughs> but I thought that was so ridiculous that they, you know, and, and we've gotten into several other Latino film festivals, but this one decided you had to have Latino filmmakers, not just actors, in it. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but again, you can't, wow. you can't, you, you just have to, you know. Yes, a great, a great short film or a great any film might make it into one of these festivals and might come out of nowhere and be the dark horse that that does really, really well, and mm-hmm. and and you know takes everyone by storm. Um, but sometimes you know, and for, I think it's easier to be kind of totally unknown with feature films. Feature films. You know, if you have a good feature film and it's, it really is solid, I, 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 and I, I guess I am still naive enough that I'll say, you know, for the short films, I will say there's only so far they can go. And, 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 hey, we did get into a whole lot of them, and we won a few, so we can't say it's all who you know. I mean, it wasn't – they weren't, like, the biggest film festivals, but I'm still proud of the ones we did get into and the ones we, we you know, received accolades from. And I think I'm still naive enough to think that when I have a feature film um, regardless of who else is involved uh, on camera or behind the scenes, that the story will be good enough where it can still be noticed. Absolutely. And congratulations on all those awards and uh, getting into all those festivals. I, you know, 22 festivals, I'd imagine that that's a whole lot of money spent on plane tickets and hookers. Uh, unless you know, do you know a hooker who flies her own plane? No good? I do. Shelly... Long wings. <laughs> Shelly Long wings. How long have you known her? <clears throat> All my life. 
All right. Um, now, do you, Jake, do you regret giving Matt Hawk uh, the wrong start time when the film was shown in L.A. so he was unable to see it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do I do regret it. Um, I love the idea that – wait, but didn't he – oh, wait, okay. I, I want to point out, it's not like he went – it's not like he drove all the way to Pasadena only to find the film wasn't wasn't – I told him – basically, he just – he missed the time because I told him the wrong time and I was told too late. So he could, it's not like, you know, I, I would have felt more bad if he had, uh, you know, if he <laughs> had like, driven all the way out there, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I, you know, then I would have felt the need to have like actually hung out with him, you know? <laughs> oh, that would have been terrible. So he found out when know. he was already he, home, he he hadn't driven to the festival. No, he hadn't driven to the festival is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. That's better. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, you, just a um, few more questions with you and me, and then we'll get to your fans. You, Jake, if... I'm going to have to, I'm I'm not going to be able to say too much after nine. So let's get to these these questions because I'm going to have to to go. But go ahead. Okay. Um, Well, all right. Let's see. How uh, first off, how often do you and Van Hansis make out now that uh, as the world turns is over? Um, to 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 his knowledge, never. But but so I'll say never. <laughs> All right. This question is from Cheryl on Facebook. She says, "What aspect about what you do do you find the most rewarding? Becoming a different person in the roles that you play, influencing the public, seeing how many of your fans are becoming friends with each other, etc." I love the influencing the public one. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, it, I just, it's just like, it's 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 what we love to do. I mean, it's acting's fun. Um, so it's, it's a number of different things, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's just the process of of what you're doing. Okay. She also asks, what sound or noise do you love? I love the noise of rain on the window pane. <laughs> Very poetic. This question is from Nicole on Facebook. Did you, Jake, get the message about the birthday project in your honor? Your fans raised over $1,000 for charities, including AmeriCares, the Red Cross, and the Trevor Project. Pretty cool. No. Oh, wait, yes. Somebody told me. That's, I mean, that's really, somebody did tell me that. I didn't realize it was, uh, somebody told me I didn't find out until the end of June. But that was so deeply touched by that. That's, you know, those are, it's just, I mean, I like to think that they're, if they're, they're if, if I'm in any way attached to that, that's, that's fantastic. I wish I could give more to charity myself. So, um, if it can be, if, you know, if, if it's, I just love that that's to be associated with that in, in any way. Awesome. Uh, Janet from the Netherlands on Twitter asks, um, if we are going on a date, what would be your plan for us? If if, if the three of us or just me and Janet? I knew, I knew you were going to find some way to include me in this. Uh, I think just you and Janet. Um, well, I guess I'd have to say we just find out where the night takes us. I don't know Janet. I don't know what she likes to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, fair enough. I would say let's, uh, go and, to, let's break into a zoo in the middle of the night and um, just watch the monkeys. Dawn on Twitter asks, if you had to be a supernatural creature, which would you be, vampire, werewolf, or zombie? I mean, definitely a vampire. Zombies okay, are rotting why? from the outside, because zombies are rotting from the outside in. Uh, werewolves, see, it's like, well, I guess you could say the same thing for the vampires. Um, you know, in the original myth of vampires, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this so clinically dorky. In that I usually feel that the, the the werewolf is is a curse, but again, in the original kind of vampire lore, so is being a vampire, um, and it's only you know each of them have only gotten now sex sexier, uh, but yeah, still a vampire. <laughs> uh huh. Sexier, sexy vampires. Absolutely. Sexy vampires. Now, uh, Jake, we are going to um, play a. Game very quickly. I'm just going to ask you one question, um, and this game is called "What Do You Currently Know About What You Used to Know When You Knew It?" Let's open it up. What do you know? What do you currently know about what you used to know when you knew it? All right. So, Jake, I uh, received this question from well, this challenge really from your friend Van Hansis. He awesome. says, "I dare." I dare Jake to match my 100% score on do you know what you used to know about yourself quiz. Um, the Wait, Van about Hansis, myself? About yourself. This is, well, this is actually... So these, are like, these, are like, these are like questions about something I might have said in an interview like four years ago? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Ready? Okay. I've looked, um, at, I've looked at these interviews before, and it's like it's like I'm reading about another person. <laughs> Honestly, okay. that's how it um, is. People, I'm, I'm like, oh, well, right, that's why I used to get so much Reese's Pieces in the mail, because I said in an interview that, I, that it was my favorite candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, can I ask you a couple of questions, or do you only have time for one? Go for it. Let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm going to save the Van Hansen's extra credit, credit question for last. Uh, question number one, who did Noah Mayer find Lou Snyder making out with on a bench? Is it A, Maddie? B, Dr. Reed Oliver, or C, his uh, Luke's step-grandfather? I mean, you shouldn't have given this to, to me as a, as a uh, as multiple choice, because then I know it. it it's, it's, it's the grandfather. Are you saying you – you're, you're correct. Are you saying you do not want the multiple choice answers for the rest of this quiz? I don't need them. <laughs> All right, let's try number two. What was the title of your Gossip Girl episode? Oh, I never knew that. No, wait, All right, I let do, me give I you the choice. Is do, it A, I do know that. desperately I do know seeking that. Venus? No, I know it. B, desperately. I know it. You don't, you don't do the most. Desperately seeking. No, wait. wait oh, you said you knew that. I thought you said you never knew it. I, I was wrong. It's desperately seeking. Yes. Um, it was in the original. Desperately seeking, isn't it? I got choices. You want choices? Yeah, give me choices. Uh, I feel like <laughs> Desperately seeking. I went a whole zero questions without going without asking for multiple choice. <laughs> Is it B, suddenly seeking Susan? C, desperately seeking Stanford? Or D, desperately seeking Serena? It, it's Serena. 
Yes, it is Serena. Let's go to number three. Um, when in college, Nick Dusnick said paper towels and no one reacted. What did you, Jake Silverman, say? A, that's really funny, Nick. B, Dusnick, you're an idiot. Or C, how does it feel to have no one around to get your joke? Um, I don't, I mean, you're talking about the first time? Because I wasn't there the, the night that this paper towel thing came to be what it is. Uh-huh. You can try and, okay. you can try and put that. I, I wasn't there. No, this is later I, on. This I never said it was the first night. This is this is oh. when you guys were doing Lubenhaus, I believe. Sounds like I would say the the more snarky comment of uh are the no one here to get your joke. Yes, you're right. So far you are matching Van Hansis's challenge to get 100%. Number 4 what role did Juliana Margulies play on ER? Do you want choices? Yeah. I mean, her, her okay, name, is yeah. A, she played a doctor. Carol ha- is it A, Nurse Carol Hathaway, B, Dr. Drake Ramore, C, Dr. Monica Quartermain, or D, Dr. Gregory House? Well, it's the first one because it's the only woman you named. <laughs> that is not true. You think Monica Quartermain's a man? I, I don't know. I didn't hear Monica Corman. Am I right, though? Is it the first one? It is the first one. You're doing great, right. buddy. Um, right. And I never actually and knew that. <laughs> Number five, what line does Jason Selvig use to mock your British accent? Is it A, it's duck butter time, B, shut it down, Holmes, C, if he and I had met, or D, I'm feeling a certain way? Uh, it, it is if he and I had met, but that is certainly not just not, that is not my British accent he's mocking because he wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it was. That was that was a, but it is that I know that that answer. But I wasn't doing a British accent. I was doing a really bad old English, like old American, like you know, like John Smith kind of kind of thing. <laughs> Can you do it right now? Her ladyship is ready to commence. <laughs> no, wait, wait. I, I wasn't even lying. That was the line from Robin Chase. <laughs> I think that was part uh, of it. Wasn't that the that, Well, that was sort of part of it, but that was, <laughs> that was the line we both had to say. We both, we both like to take – we both like to, to try and get away with saying it as, as silly as possible because um, that was only <laughs> one line in the show. Uh, no, the, the, the other line was uh, – as he and I but met by some old ancient inn. I can do the whole thing. I can still remember it from freshman years. As he and I but met by some old ancient inn, we should have sat us down to wet, right many an Ipricant, arranged his infantry and staring face to face. I shot at him and he at me and killed him in his place. I shot at him because he was my foe. My foe, of course he was. That much is certain, although we've, we've met. He, he joined up hand-like just as I had sold his traps. Was out of work, had sold his traps, no other reason why. How quaint and curious war is. You shoot a fellow down you'd meet if met where any bar is or help to a half crown. Very good. Thank you. Uh, This, uh, that was very impressive that you remember that from uh, a decade ago here. Uh, All right, Jake. Let's do this. This this, This here is the question. To tie Van Hansis's 100% score, this comes from Van. He asks, who was Gottfried Silberman? Was he A, 
a Hollywood executive who helped launch the careers of Rita Hayworth, George Reeves, and Desi Arnaz, B, a master carpenter who helped design the flying buttress, which in the 12th century helped build cities sky high, C, a master organ builder who helped shape German church music, or D, whatever Ryan puts here. Gottfried Silberman. Now, this is something you know that Van and I talked about. This does sound familiar. Give me a moment here. Um, I don't know that you talked about it. So how is it something that I knew if, you know, this is just, do you understand where I'm going? I think it's just because here's what happened. He Googled your name and he found somebody else with your name that came up and posed this question. Yeah, he Googled my name, huh? Yep. Yeah. And look at that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, you know, I, I, I think the Silbermans are musical people. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. the organ. Yes. You just received 100%, my friend. Oh, really? Yep. I like that. That is awesome. Um, Jake, have you, have you any time for uh, a couple callers, or you, you want to save that for next time? I can, I can, I can, do, I can do that. Can do that. Okay. Let's uh, open up the phone lines here. Four one zero. What's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hello. Yes. Hey. Hi there, Vera. Hey. Hello, oh my God. I'm, I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hi. This is Anna Marie, and I'm from Annapolis. Hmm. Haven't Annapolis. seen that Jackson guy there. Haven't seen that Jackson guy there. Damn He's it. There. You got to keep looking. I <laughs> will. Oh, okay. Um, a quick question, which I'm sure everybody wants to know, is you. I heard you set a date for October, hopefully of a treatment or a finished script or something for Stuffer, the future version. Have you met it? Nope. No. Oh no. No, I have not met it. The truth with um with that is I've I have several different versions, mm-hmm. and um I want to put Stuffer. Here's here's where I am as as uh, as a writer. Um, I lucked out with with that first. Suffer is the first thing I've, I've really finished. It's a short film. It's really not that not that much. It's a huge jump as I've discovered to go from that to a the feature. feature. I'll, I'll explain. I mean, I'm I'm totally I'm I'm. It's still there. I'm working on it. The thing is, I, I've I've got to kind of leave it alone for right now. Walk I've away. Got to try and yeah, I've just got to walk away from 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 for a little bit because I, uh, you know, I'll be. I mean, I I'm just learning more about what is involved in the full structure of 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 a feature. Now, it's really easy to say. Well, I've written. I have seen a lot of movies, and I know what I like. I can write a feature. Hey, if you can, you can. Um, there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of, there's just so, you know, I, I really do love film. And I, I do consider myself to be a student of film and I, I'm still learning. And so I really want, and I really want, I, I don't want to ever work on something for a while and then just try to push it out there because I've worked on it for so long. So I'd rather let this one go and I'm, just learning more about writing right now. Um, that's really where I am with that. I mean, I would love to say I was going to meet that, but uh, the, the drafts, they're, they're all missing something, and I've kind of got to 
start from square one. So unfortunately, <laughs> no. Right now, I'm very happy with where Stuffer is, has has gone and what it's done, and um, I really couldn't have asked. You know, I I'm, I'm I love the way it came out. I love the friends I've made and the and the, and the thing the experience they've had as a result of it. And for right now, that's those things are gonna have to stand on their own. It was so, good. It was great. So I saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago, and oh, great! Haking kind of had a Max Caddy from Cape Fear quality to him. I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh, good! You know, so congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you really so much for, for calling in. Mm-hmm. And say hi to Jackson for us, please. Yeah, please. If please I see Jackson. him, if I see him. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye for your call. All right. Uh, coming up as a 111 number, you might be calling from Skype. What's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hello. Anybody there? Hello. Hey. Hello? Yeah, hi. Hey, can you hear us? Ryan? Yeah, this is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, who's this? This is Sandy from Fairfax, Missouri. Oh, hey, Sandy. Um, Hi, Jake. Hi, Sandy. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very, very, very good. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for my birthday message on Monday. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. (laughs) Happy birthday, Sandy. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I've had the best birthday, and thank you very much. Uh, Jake, I have a question. Yes. You 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 are in the Good Wife. What was that a different experience from Gossip Girl and also from doing As the World Turns? Um, you know, I think a lot of TV is very is, is all very similar. It's you know, everybody's everybody's there and everything. Like I just love that you know it's in the morning, so everybody's coming into every day with with their own stuff. Like you're just going, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's people going to work and um, you know, be it uh. Archie or, or or Blake and you know, everybody's just kind of coming in and, and you know I've, funny enough the, the ones I've I've always done the parts I've always done so far for for um, these other primetime shows have always been not on set they've always been oh. uh, on uh, they've always been you know location sets mm-hmm. so I just think it's funny it's always people just kind of like okay where are we going what are we doing and um, yeah, I mean, like you know, I haven't, I haven't mentioned. Like, I do have a little scene on the, on uh, ABC's upcoming Georgetown. I'm not sure if that's what it is instead. I haven't seen any ads for it. Maybe they pushed it back. Um, I don't know what's what's going on with that. But uh, I was going to ask you about that because I saw that that you were going to be on Georgetown, and I want to see it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, again, that's that's uh, that that one's even smaller. That's just one scene. Um, I don't care. With, uh, I want to see it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Once once they announce the show, I guess I guess we'll both be able to see it. I don't, I don't, think so. show, I don't know what's going on. With the show. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been picked up, but but we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. no. I mean, there. You know, TV's it's it's just all very very fast. The thing I would love to, the, the show I would love to get to, to do a little uh, have a little part on right now um, would be the Lion Game. I mean, not because you know just because of, of of Alex Chando. I think that'd be so fun. To, Oh. Come and see where she's working right now. She's oh, doing great. Okay. I mean, 
I'm, I'm so happy for her with that show. It's, it's so wonderful for her. And she's, you know, I've seen a couple episodes. She's, she's doing fantastic on it. Oh, I hope it comes true, Jake. I really do. I hope you can get on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Sandy. Thank you so much okay, for your call. Okay, Jake. Yeah. Jake, I wanted to tell you, uh, two people from uh, uh, Facebook want me to tell you hi. One of them is Faye. She wants me to tell you hi. She hopes that you say hi back. Hi, Faye. And then, and then <laughs> the other one, I cannot pronounce her name, but she saw you in Amsterdam, and I think it's Andrea Jean. I'm not for sure, but she wanted me to tell you hi, too, if I got through. So those, those well, are two hi, questions. Andrea Jean. It was wonderful talking to you and thank you for everything. And Ryan, thank you for putting me through. I appreciate it. Sure, Sandy. Happy birthday. Take care. Thank you. And Jake, take Happy care. Happy birthday, and Sandy. Have, Delayed it again. Thank I mean, you, Jake. Okay. Huh? What? Oh. What'd you say? Uh, oh, I said happy I birthday hear. again. Uh, oh, thank you. And you have fun with the play and, and then Derby Day, too. Thanks so much. Okay, right. you take care. Talk to you soon. Um, all right. Yeah, just let you everybody know, we're going to have the site up uh, very soon. It's not currently up, but, uh, you know, as I said, tickets are on sale at Telecharge, but we're going to have the site up where you're going to, people will be able to, to find out a whole lot more about uh, everybody involved. So, so everyone should be on the lookout for a Derby Day site coming up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will announce that um, as, soon as, as soon as we have it done. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's 617. Uh, What's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hey, this is Tom from Boston. Hey, Tom. Hey. Hey, Jake. It was a real pleasure to see you in uh, Phaedra this weekend. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming. It was a great time. Uh, one thing I noticed is that even though your no- your voice is normally deep, it seems you took it even to a deeper level on in the play. Can you talk about the choice you made, and uh, is it your voiceover experience that brought you to that voice? I don't know. I, I you know, I couldn't. I didn't know if I if I had done that. I think if I do do that, it's probably just how I feel about the character. I was doing a, uh, ADR for um, for uh, for the Good Wife, and that one really felt to me. You know, when I saw when I saw how that one came out, I said to myself, "Oh, that's interesting." That's I sound a lot higher, and my voice sounds a lot higher than this. But I've been, I, you know, I think, I don't know. It's not. I mean, I, it's, I, I wish I had a better answer for it. It's not something I consciously thought about. Um, I think it's probably just. It's a. That's a huge theater. That one. That's a thousand seat house. If that was in New York, that would be a, a very good sized Broadway house. So, you know, you got to fill that space, even though we are, uh, mic'd up, but they don't really. You know, the mics aren't really there. The mics are. More of a just little assist. Um, well, it it definitely came across into the audience. It just was. I'll, uh, I'll, good. I wanted you to feel my baritone in your in your belly. <laughs> I'll just repeat what somebody said on NJ.com, which referred to your performance as being singularly impressive, and I oh, just okay. want to echo that statement. Well, that's that's very flattering. Thanks thanks for letting me know. Okay. And uh, earlier in this uh, interview, you talked about uh, stuffer in. If you were uh, if you were to win awards in the future, and I was wondering if you uh, if I told you that you had won an Academy Award or you would win an Academy Award five years from now, would you rather you it be for you your writing? That? I'm sorry. You called that. You said that. 
I'd, I'd love to say that. It, uh, would you rather that award be for your writing or for your acting? I wouldn't mind if it was for my editing. Really? <laughs> well, I don't do any editing, so <laughs> you know, any, any, any. Uh, I, that would, I, either case would be wonderful. Really, either case. You know, I mean, I, I, maybe I think, hey, I think writing would be wonderful. They only give one. I mean, you know, they only give two two writing awards that every year, so that's pretty cool as opposed to to four uh, acting awards. So, but either way, I would be truly, truly uh, thankful. And if and if Tom, I could thank ask you, you so much for calling. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Okay, Jake, I got two more callers for you. Can you take them? I think I can. Awesome. All right. Um, another one 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 number. Uh, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hello. I think it might be a Skype Hello? one. Hey. Hello. Hello. Is it me? It is you. Yes, it's you. Oh, great. It's Janet from the Netherlands. Hey, oh. how are you? <laughs> from the zoo. Hi, Jake. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh, this is really great. Um, I have a question for you. Um, how does your day off look like? So what are you doing when you're not working? I ha I just had two days off from the show. Yeah. And they were not they were not days off. Okay. I <laughs> I I was working I mean I had to be you know, basically just my focus shifted from Pedro to um Derby Day. And, okay, um, but but uh, isn't yeah. is isn't there something you like to do like uh, go to uh, the gym or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I try to I try to you know I mean, but yeah, what did I do? I I <laughs> my days off. I I didn't do. I I don't feel like I did anything for myself. I I uh, well, okay. I, well, we went to I went to dinner for for um for a friend's birthday. Uh, oh, that's and I nice. actually and I yeah. actually cooked for the first time. I cooked. Oh I wow! Never made, I I never made eggplant parmesan before. Okay. I never made eggplant parmesan, and and everybody uh, it, liked it. It was a it was like a potluck, you know, dinner, and everybody. I think I think eggplant parm was was the hit. I I I think that that was a. You know, I think maybe I put a little bit too much cheese in it. Everybody else said you can't have <laughs> cheese is too much. Good. Cheese is always fine. I love cheese. cheese you have to come to Holland. You can you can cook for me. <laughs> Sounds good. After we break into the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> good idea. Thank you for answering my question. My pleasure. Okay. Hey, bye bye. What time is it in the Netherlands right now? Oh yeah, well, on? it's uh, it's half past three, and I have to go uh, to work in uh, four hours. <laughs> oh, it's three in the morning, that, Jake. Yeah, it's three in the morning. Yeah, but uh, I'm doing it for you, up. Jake. So. Uh... <laughs> well, thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. For much. Okay, bye bye. Bye. All right. And last caller. Um, let me just make sure we got him. Two seven zero. Is that you, man? That's me, man. What's going on? <laughs> Manny Brown. What's going on, man? Manny. What's up, Jake? How's it going? Going good, going good. Glad to hear it. Um, Manny, have you a question for Jake Silverman? I do. Jake, Wait, I have a question, question for Manny. Last year. Manny came, oh. I have a question for Manny. 
Manny, yeah. you came and uh, saw the show this, this weekend, uh, this past weekend. Um, and then I pointed you in the direction of the Bent Spoon, this yeah. ice cream shop in Princeton. Did you go? We went. And it was delicious. Was it, and how was it? It was delicious. I got raspberry sorbet. And it was super sweet, but it was good. Okay, you didn't get the coconut like I told you to. It's okay. I'll forgive you for that. I hope you enjoy your <laughs> I don't like coconut, Jake. I'm sorry. It's just not a You don't like guy. coconut? I don't like we have, a, we have a next caller, a next caller, Ryan. Ah, <laughs> see, that's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope everybody else got more interesting flavors, but uh, <laughs> not drag on the sorbet. <laughs> yeah, feels good. And Manny, what's your question for Jake? Um, Halloween costume. What, what is this year? I need some ideas. Yeah. What's, what's the Halloween costume? Um, oh, ideas. Uh, well, I'm doing. I'm. I'm not, I don't really have any time. I've got a show all over the weekend, but what's fun is that we, in between our, um, in between the matinee performance and the evening performance on Saturday, there's some kids in the show, and I'm I'm more excited about this than anything. They are going. They get like 20 minutes to trick or treat, in the, the you know the, in all of our dressing rooms. We each have our own dressing rooms, so they get to treat that as though it's it's um, you know. Like they're knocking on our doors and everything, so I so I did you know I I just I just bought a, a lame doctor's costume that I'm gonna have them like bloody me up. I don't know why. Like cause I, I'm already bloody at the end of the show. I figure I'll just stay bloody and I don't know what the, the kind of connection yeah. between is between the bloody doctor or whatever. But um, but yeah. <laughs> See, we said earlier in the show, Doctor Silverman. So there you go. There you go, Doctor. That, yeah, I thought that was. I actually did remark on that. I thought that I, my, to myself, I remarked on that, and I thought that was funny that I currently have a, a, a twenty-five dollar doctor costume from one of those Halloween stores uh, sitting on my bed. <laughs> nice. So I, I think well, you can definitely find something better than doctor. <laughs> um, I just couldn't think of anything, and I, I said oh, I'll just pick this up. Um, you know. Everything else is so like big and ornate, and I'm only gonna wear it for like 15 minutes. So, <laughs> you know, Jake, last year when Manny asked uh, the same question about the Halloween costume, you said that you had a uh, you were gonna be, what, who was it, Tron? Tron. And you said yeah. that there would not be pictures, but then I definitely seen pictures of it. Yeah, I, they're they're around. <laughs> I, uh, I I let, I I, uh, I posted a couple, and I think that they um. Post them on my fa- on one of my Facebooks, and uh, uh, it, I, th- I think it did the rounds. Manny, have you seen that? The Tron costume? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen it where you're because you're friends with your other Facebook on your fan page, so I think I've seen it in like the side thing where they saw <laughs> your friends. So I think I saw the Tron costume through that. Yeah, <laughs> um, it came out really well. I was I was very happy with it. I, I basically I took a Darth Vader costume and glued these like bright lights that, that you know these that, that have battery packs onto the costume. It looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, I'm really talking about the like, disc you made too. Yeah, well, it came it came. No, I bought a disc, but then I, I did the same thing with the disc and uh, uh, you know attached a battery pack to it and. and Hey, when you're walking down Chelsea and you get compliments on your costume, you know you know it's good. <laughs> Job well done, <laughs> Manny. Thank you so much for calling in, sir. No problem. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Hey, Can't thanks, wait Manny. Good talking. Can't wait for you to see you too, man.
Bye. Okay. Um, catch uh, Phaedra backwards at the McCarter Theater. Uh, Derby Day coming out soon. Theater Row. Um, the Good Wife this Sunday night. Uh, you can catch Jake in it. And uh, check out StuffForTheFilm.com. Jake, uh, always a blast talking to you. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Always a pleasure. Holla back. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. That was Jake Silberman. Um, everybody stay tuned to Blazing Rye. Uh, follow me, your smoking nephew, on Twitter at Blazing Rye. Follow Blazing Rye Radio, the official Twitter handle of the radio show. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, Blazing Rye Radio is the new site. Recently changed from Blazing Rye Radio Block to Blazing Rye Radio. And um, you know what, guys? Thank you so much for making this a special night. This is actually, uh, actually tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of when Jake was on the first time. So um, thanks, everyone, for sticking around for a year. Uh, it's been such a great ride and can't wait to continue uh, going on it with you. Uh, check us out. We'll be back next week with more shows. I can think of no better way to end the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. And lastly, somebody owes me a martini. <laughs>